the past, the present, the future. This is Friday Night Fright. What the planet is listening to. Hey guys, this is Ian Austin of Friday Night Fright fame, back with another Friday Night Fright Limitless episode, this time on X-Men Dark Phoenix, and oh boy, oh boy everybody, this was a special, special movie in so many ways, let me count the ways, I... Generally, I feel like we're in a good age for super movies, comfort movies. Could be a bit more variety, sure, but in terms of quality, they seem relative high at the moment. And this year, we've had Shazam, we've had Captain Marvel, we've had an Avengers Endgame, which is a pretty good record. No, Shazam is a very watchable, very competent movie. Captain Marvel isn't a perfect movie, but Mill's section with Nick Fury and Captain Marvel being buddy cops together it's really good and Avengers Endgame is amazing and then fucking Fox decides that they're going to throw their hat into this race with X-Men Dark Phoenix which is the second time they tried doing the Phoenix storyline in a live action movie and it's the second time they've completely shit the bed because it's clear at this point that you need a deaf hand to tell the story and you can't do it in under two hours on screen it doesn't work you cannot tell that story in that amount of time it needs either more time or a really tight script which this clearly does not have and that's not a criticism of Simon Kinsberg because obviously this is a mammoth undertaking to tell Phoenix story but at the same time he wrote X-Men 3 The Last Stand and he couldn't pull it off then either and now he's writing and directing it and he can't pull it off and think there's a certain point you just need to go I can't do this it's good to try, do or do, but like um, Star Wars and Yoda say, do or do not, there is no try. If you can't do it two times, then maybe you should walk away. That said, what is my honest take on this movie? I would say it's very entertaining, but in the wrong ways. It's schlock, it's a bit of a car crash, the acting is not, particularly infused um Fassbender McAvoy and Jennifer Lawrence can say otherwise in interviews and I don't know what their thought process is but maybe their acting is on cut their good acting's on cutting room floor because it sure ain't in this movie and all comments of we did this for Simon where Simon chose the wrong taste to put in this movie if you guys were infused about it because yeah it's it's not in terms of technical quality coherence it's not very good in those regards and i'm going to go into spoilers now so if you don't want to listen to spoilers i would probably say this is a two out of five movie tops it's not sloppy um ham-fisted odd you know setting ninth i know we'd crit we everyone jokes about this f time but this movie's setting fucking 90s and the young X-Men from who are in Apocalypse, they don't act like they've aged 10 years. Actually, it's been a few months since that movie. But we make think it's been 10 years. So I assume we just have to go over a rolling timeline thing here because it does make any sense anyway. But anyway, here's the spoilers. So if you don't want to listen to spoilers, tune out now.
Bishstigan listen from four minute mark, you know you're gonna get spoiled. And honestly, I I still say you should see this movie anyway, even if it gets spoiled, but it's nice going valuing spoilers. Okay, so if you're still listening, here's time for spoilers. What in the ever loving fuck? That's the first spoiler. What in the ever loving fuck? Why does the US government or UN or whoever the fuck, why did they give Magneto a fucking island? Obviously, I get the reason from comic books. He has the island in, in movie because in comic books, he has several islands and an asteroid called Asteroid M at one point. That's fine. But why would anyone give Magneto in the movie universe an island? The last time we saw him, he destroyed Egypt and Auschwitz. On Sigma, in screen, publicly. And joined up with a fucking genocidal cosmic villain named Apocalypse. And tried destroying the entire fucking planet of Earth to reboot everything. That's the last time we saw him. And now he's chilling out on an island with a bunch of trailer park mutants. That doesn't make any sense. And any stretch, that makes no sense. But no, it also doesn't make sense. Charles Xavier has a phone connecting him to the president. In his office, he literally has the equivalent from the Batman series Ram West, the red phone connecting Batman to Gordon. Charles Xavier has a phone connecting him to the president. I understand that they saved the day in Apocalypse. I get that. But it is so ridiculous that after all these movies of trials and tribulations and struggles and all of that, that suddenly they're literally seen as the Fox equivalent for the Avengers. Absolutely ludicrous. Then there's the fact that the main part of this movie, the main core movie relies on Sophie Turner as... You know, Jean Grey, Kate Darfing, and I think she does a really good job. I think she does a really good job movie. But the fun thing problem is, this movie ignores X-Men Apocalypse and the fact that she had the Phoenix powers already. This movie ignores that. Don't, you don't need to remember that the only way they stop Apocalypse was for Jean Grey to embrace the Phoenix wearing. And everyone's like, oh, that's quite cool. That'll be Phoenix, we'll get Dark Phoenix in this movie, we'll get a nice bit of you know, plot movement there. Nope. X-Men Apocalypse might as well have not turned place. Never mentioned, never alluded to, never hinted at. She's hit by a cosmic flare and that gives her Phoenix powers. And they never mention any of that shit. And also, if you remember Days of Future Past, it's old Xavier begs young Xavier not to make the same mistakes he did with Jean Grey. So what does young Xavier do? He puts a fucking wall in her head to keep her grounding restrained. So we have to forget the next men apocalypse. He tells her to embrace her powers. To embrace the phoenix within. No, ignore that. No, he's been controlling her for decades. It is so dumb. It's so dumb. It's so bad. I don't understand how they took all of that setup in Apocalypse and did nothing with it. Is it just a thing they do now with X-Men movies? Because they did this in Days of Future Past 2, where it ended with an intriguing cliffhanger where, oh my god, Mystique has Wolverine. And then in the next movie, it doesn't bring that up. I will say, my one favourite thing about this movie was they didn't bring Wolverine back, because... You could, 
But you shouldn't, and I'm glad they didn't. And I know they use the logic of, oh, it'd be weird having Hugh Jackman in trapped Sophie Turner and all that. But at the same time, you shouldn't have even thought about it because they had perfect send-off in Logan. But I can't imagine Hugh Jackman would ever come back for his dross, to be honest. It seems like he's realised, I'm done. So that's good. Um, what is... Just just ludicrousness. Like, the last act was a fucking mutant criminal unit. Yeah, the MCU is trying to take mutants away from Fox. Um, Storm is struggling against a man who's passing to be. He's got superpowered braids. Um, the telekinetic mutant who Magneto hangs out with, who is never named on camera, but he cries when she's pulled off train. The fact that fucking villains are ants from space who can shapeshift and apparently think they can harness the power of the phoenix i mean i I don't know about you guys i'm i'm pretty up on my comment but i don't remember a tree being able to harness the full power of the phoenix force um and then just fact that again they don't seem to understand the reason the Phoenix storyline works so well in comic books is two reasons. One, it's a long-form story of mastermind Jason Wingard corrupting Jean Grey and then her enhancing full power of the Phoenix. And two, it comes after a long period of X-Men struggling to find their identity in comic books and then the team of Claremont and Byrne played such an amazing game by taking those elements of X-Men which worked and rebooting them and refocusing on character so that we care when Jean Grey comes Phoenix. In this one, we've had one movie to get to know young Jean Grey, one movie where she wasn't really main character. And I'm not knocking Sophie Turner. I think she knocks out the fucking park in this movie. I think she's by far the person, her and Ty Sheridan are by far the only two people in cast who are really striving to do a good performance. And the problem is the movie doesn't service that. She doesn't really get that deep characterization that she's meant to get because we've only known her for one movie up prior to this point. And they would use the logic of, oh yeah, but you knew like Famke Janssen for two movies, for three movies before that. And so like, it's not the same version of the character. You can't just do that. Like, the reason... Oh, I don't even know. I'm trying to articulate, but it's so annoying. Like, McAvoy and Fassbender, yes, they had less movies to make their mark. Wait, the same amount of movies. But they had much better writing. This is just not very good writing. And it's like, this is our reward for 19 years of following X-Men. Through their franchise. This is our reward... The second attempt to make a Phoenix movie and they screw it up. So I, I mean, it was entertaining. I won't say it wasn't entertaining. It's an entertaining bunch of slock. Um, ludicrous reshoots clearly, obviously, visible on screen. The villain who's a tree from out space who wants to use the Phoenix Force to remake their planet and decides to just destroy Earth. I just the motivations were overly played, and then to repeat the same mistakes they made last time with the Phoenix story to double down on them after you spent years critic after writers have spent years criticizing them, it doubled down on them again, and this is the last X Men movie that we'll get from Fox. You know, it's like oh, so so irritating, but at the same time, like. 
if you want to laugh to see stupid shit like Magneto and Jean Grey fighting over whether a helicopter is going to stay on ground or, you know, fly away, this is a movie for you. I was very entertained watching it, but it's a very, very mediocre movie in a love regard. So that's my review, uh, that's my review of X-Men, for X-Men fucking Dark Phoenix, you know, they messed up again. Marvel will probably never do Dark Phoenix story now because it's two, zero and two on sync screen. There's no upside there. So, yeah, this is the end of X-Men at Fox, but who knows what future will hold for Marvel's in Mac Universe. Anyway, until next time, which will be Friday, and we'll be um, Ghost Stories. This is Ian Austin signing off saying, remember, life is beautiful.